I'm Mahala and you are watching 110 Football. What a lovely introduction from, well, an abrupt stop to the music, uh, but welcome to LAFC 360, the Western Conference Champions Edition. Uh, I am Vince LaRosa, and here with me are Connor Klopsis, Max Bredos, and of course the chat. It's good to see you all in the chat. Um, oh, now the music's coming back in. Oh, the music's back. The music's back. Oh, we're having we're having some, I think, some technical difficulties, but as we sort them out, uh, Max, Connor, how are you guys doing? I'm feeling great, Vince. I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so good. I who said it in the <laughs> chat? It feels like Christmas. Well, I feel like it's Christmas morning. They're talking about Christmas tree lane. I feel like it's Christmas morning. We're waking up to the present of MLS Cup being hosted on in LA. Could be better. For the first time. First I'm time. surprised. I'm surprised how good I feel this week. I knew it would feel good, but it's so satisfying. And for all of us who have been here on this ride from the beginning. You know, and I rewatched the game, and it got me more emotional the second time around. And it's, uh, you just think of a lot of things. You think of a lot of conversations you had. You think a lot of moments. You think a lot of memories. You think a lot of cheers and tears and trips, and it all comes comes back. And it's a it's a it's a tremendous feeling. And now, I only wish that we were like the Super Bowl. And we had two weeks between the games, so we could really build it Milk up because we are. From Sunday to Saturday, it feels this is going to be an absolute sprint. Right. Yeah. I mean, drink it in, enjoy it the best you can, because this is going to go really fast. I mean, this is your official kickoff to MLS Cup final week, LFC 360. We'll take you through all of it. Uh, and if you're in the chat and you haven't already, please subscribe, follow us on social media, make sure you're liking the video, hit that thumbs up as we get going here today. Uh, we're going to do our normal uh, show, as we always do. We have a couple questions. Uh, but to start from the top, I think we should go straight to the boss. Steve Trundolo had some things to say about what happened in that game. So let's hear from Steve Trundolo what happened on Sunday. We're excited to be in the MLS Cup final. Um, that was our objective. And um, I think the guys did an emphatic job of uh, making sure it was only one team playing here uh, next Saturday. Um, it did, uh, I think, the best I've seen this year of them implementing our match plan um, from the first minute to the end, um, which gives us coaches and uh, hopefully the fans and everybody watching a, a better feeling uh, watching the game and not worrying until the final minute. So very proud of the guys tonight. And um, uh, But um, what I experienced in the locker room is still hunger and and uh, want for more and uh, we'll keep the level of focus as high as possible for another week and um, hope to have a similar press conference next Saturday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank Steve Trondolo for mentioning uh, he made it hopefully more enjoyable for all the supporters because of the way they played. And I'll, I'm going to say for sure for me, I was nervous wreck going into it. But honestly, after kickoff, like after minute one, I was pretty much at ease with the way LAFC was playing. Uh, Max, I'm going to go to you first because Kyle is saying, is that the 90-minute performance you were looking for? And I think Steve confirmed it right there. That was, that had to be the best performance of all season, right? And in the biggest moment. And yeah, he spoke with Jillian Sakovitz on the field right after the game. And she asked the same question. He goes, yeah, that's it. And you could see it. And you'll probably 
we'll we'll build from that for next week. The LAFC, the prime LAFC performance would probably require them to finish more chances because they had so many. But on both sides of the ball, this was a really watertight performance. And, you know, some, you know, we were on Twitter, Vince, and a lot of people are going, well, Josh Wolf got the 11 wrong. Oh, that own goal. I mean, that could happen all the time. Oh, the penalty that wasn't awarded versus for VAR. If all those things don't happen, LAFC still wins this game. And I, I imagine they get some more goals somewhere else. But that's what happens when you're pressing a team constantly. You make mistakes, which is what Maxi Ruti did. And the corner kicks were great. And they kept applying pressure. We could argue we didn't get a proper replay on the broadcast about the Buanga goal. But, you know, it certainly looked like it should have been a goal for LAFC. But that's water under the bridge. But if people were trying to find a way that Austin should have a break here, this could have been more competitive. It wasn't the case. And I, I, I felt a little nervous, I guess, too. But really, as the game got closer, I felt very confident that LAFC were going to beat this Austin team. And when you saw the way it was playing, it was like a deer in headlights moment for Austin FC. They were chasing the whole time. LAFC were coming from every angle. Balls coming from center backs. Balls coming from out wide. It was a masterful performance. And I think we anticipated it. We, don't want, we talked about it. And we're not going to sit here and say, yeah, we, we could predict it. But you could feel the pieces were in place with Buanga getting comfortable with Chicho finding a scoring touch again, certainly against the galaxy and even the uh, being able to build up that at the back end of the regular season with Carlos Vela playing the well, the midfield and the health of the team by and large, you knew that it was coming at some point, you knew the payoff was coming. So yeah, you would like to see them finish a more, few more chances that they got, but that was tremendous. And you know, Austin's not going to win a game when they get their first shot on goal on the 80th minute. This was Tremendous from every player that took the field in black and gold. What's odd yeah, I is I I don't I don't feel unsatisfied in any way, but I guess I'm just so used to games being high level anxiety. So let's just compare this this conference final to the conference semifinal. The amount of anxiety and stress and how I'd say close the game was in the semifinal was completely different to this conference final. And in a weird way, because of I don't want to say lack of competitiveness and, and knock Austin, but just because I do believe we completely steamrolled that team, um, I felt like a sense of like like stress-free like I just I, I wasn't too stressed it didn't feel like it was like oh shit we're going to MLS Cup final this is how we did it I, I would be so used to us having to grind it out grind out a result like really fight our way to that finish line and we did it all the way through the season and just for us to be like no we'll play our best and just like see out the game three zero could have been four five six zero and just walk our way to MLS Cup final was it felt great but I was like I don't know. There's something missing there that didn't feel real. I don't know. Yeah, you missed you missed a little bit of the struggle, and maybe that's what happened all week in training. They they had the intensity, yeah. they had the levels, they put in the work. As Steve said, they prepared uh, the best they could with the coaching staff, and so that's that was for him. I think for him to watch that game and see, wow, you're doing exactly everything that we talked about in film and in training. That's 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 the ultimate. But yeah, to your point, Connor, it was like it felt a little bit like Leon the second leg but in Leon we had such a deficit to overcome so there was still the drama but to your point there was mm -hmm. not really much drama and what you saw from Austin I think about the 75th minute was a team that was like guys we've got nothing I mean to Max's point they don't get they their first nothing. shot on target 
yeah, they don't get the first shot on target till the 80th. When Fagundes came off uh, after the Mahala goal, he was kind of just like Josh Wolf kind of patted him on the shoulder, like you did, you did your best. Like what else? What can you? What can I? What else could I say? What could I possibly say in this moment? So and, I think and, and taking was, Driussi out of the game the way they did, I mean, he just looked lost. He was like a kid who can't find his parents at Disneyland, looking around like, where am I? Help. And that's not a shot against Drusi. That was just a master plan defensively to take out the arguably the run. Well, not the arguably the runner up to the MVP out of the equation. And they took the head off and Austin were running around like a headless chicken. And, yeah, and as you're saying, Boy. and as you're saying, Max, for all of those who are complaining for that, I'd say an arbitrary VAR call uh, deemed not clear and obvious error. Um, let's say that goes Austin's way. But Wanga's goal, my opinion, should have should have uh, been called onside. So that game ends four one. So I don't I don't get how that changes things. So by the way, that was my prediction, and I, I predicted on Twitter I said three one, but my gut said four one. I said if I say four one, I'll sound like a real homer. But I thought it was going to be a three goal win, and people are going homer. I go no. I go I've just been watching. This is how it looks to me. I don't think Austin's going to have anything. And sure enough, uh, LAFC made us all look really good. You're Max, you are on the record on the podcast. You said 4-1. I will take everything you say on the podcast as Bible. So 4-1 is what you predicted. And I didn't as tweet we're talking that because I'm, we're chicken, talking about, like I'm chicken. Uh, yeah, but at least you put it on the podcast. Uh, I think – so what we're saying here, it was just such a comprehensive performance. And I want the chat to get involved here because some people are shouting out the players they really liked. Murray Lini, which is Murray and Giorgio Keeling. Love it. Uh, some props to Sebastian Ibiaga who came in in a big moment. Uh, but I want to ask you two, with such a comprehensive performance, it's hard to pick who were the best performers. But who, who to you, in your mind, and again, chat, get in here and, and tell me who you thought was the best performance, uh, best performer in this game. Uh, Connor, who was your, who was, if you could spotlight one, maybe two people, who were the guys you think really took it to another level? I know you're going to talk a little bit about it later, but I don't want to understate how good Carlos Vela was in this game uh, as a captain and as someone who who really wanted to dictate the tempo of this game and, and control it from beginning to end. And, and he did everything you could have possibly wanted Carlos Vela to do in a conference final. He was ready for this. He said, MLS Cup or bust. None of, none of anything that we did earlier this season matters unless we win these next two games. And he went out and he won. Um, so that... I just I can't help but say that that Carlos Vela, like for all the, the hate that he's gotten for certain decisions and dips in form, like he's that guy, and he has been for five years, um, and he keeps yeah. proving himself to be that guy. Vince, look at the chat. Yeah, Everyone's saying have... someone different. Everyone's saying someone different. MJ Acosta. That's so good. Uh, Nielsen Buanga Palacios was amazing. They're from uh, Chris Lafferty, L.A. Hobo Buanga, Alexander Alvarado, Ilie, Leonardo Mahala. Everyone's saying someone different, and that's probably the right answer. Although, it, you, I'll put it this way. There's no wrong answer. Uh, I, I love right. Delier. I did think he quelled everything, and I think that's a big part why Driussi was so ineffective, just playing those balls, too. And Vela was great. Buanga, again, I, I think we're getting a little spoiled by him. The, the Mahala goal was created by constant pressure from him. He just would not relent, applying the— a pressing Fagundes, pressing uh, Gallagher, and and then eventually the ball pops up off his foot and right into the path of Mahala. So the defenders, I mean, Murillo on that pass with Carlos Vela where he came across and he hit it to the feet of Brad Stuver. 
that was a Chiellini-esque ball. So, and a lot of people are saying Chiellini, and he played 45 minutes, but he was that influential. Uh, the guy's off the bench. I mean, Sebastian Ibiaga, what an incredible story. You know, Segura's not there, so he's thrust in. He waits his turn. He has, he's barely played. And then he plays in the biggest game of the year. He plays 45 minutes. So, and Mahali, well, your guy, you were predicting he was going to make a big, th- a big impression, and he has. Yeah, I mean, Seb, I think Seb deserves special attention because you, they did crush him from minute one, but the only pushback that Austin really had was to start the second half, and you knew there was going to be some kind of response. So to come in a little bit cold and have to weather that, I think is a is a big moment from Sebastian. But I agree, I agree with you guys. I agree with everyone in the chat. Like it's just it's so hard to pick someone. I loved Ilya's reaction in, in those games. I give a special shout out to Kellen, who I saw normally lines up on that. By the Seba way, that whole left side, Seba Mendez. But that whole left side, like cheeky Kellen Boanga, just killed Austin all game. But there was times when I saw Kellen all the way on the right side of the field and all the way up the field. I mean, he was he was uh, dialed in uh, I, during the game. I, I I leaned over to Chris, our producer, and I said. Watch Bawanga. He is terrorizing that back line with the off-ball runs. Like, you, we know what he can do dribbling, but every time a, a midfielder had, like, a sliver of time or even a center back a sliver of time, like you said, Max, with Vela getting in behind, those two guys were just running at that back line. They didn't know if they were coming or going, where to pick them up from, uh, and the passes were on point. So uh, I love all the shout-outs for all the players. And, yeah, Mendez, I think, deserves a little bit of extra shine because he did get... People had a few not-so-nice words to say about him throughout the season. He came in there, and I know it was kind of time to just wrap it up, but he really made sure they wrapped it up, uh, and that was that was a good performance. So let's move on to let's move on to what we learned um, for this match, and it should be important as we move forward, like I said, to MLS Cup Final. Welcome. Welcome to MLS Cup Final week. Uh, guys, I want to ask you this. Uh, what more important to you? Uh, LAFC, uh, we learned that LAFC can reach the moment, can be big, can be... Um, Fearless in the big moment or Steve's game plan, game plans for big games. What do you think is going to be more important going into the final? Well, I'll just jump in about the Steve situation because this was two different strategies for games, right? Against the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Austin were very different. And they were never, although the Galaxy game was uncomfortable, they were never at risk of being knocked out. There was never a moment where they were trailing the Galaxy. And every time the Galaxy scored, they responded in a certain style. And then Austin, they just overwhelmed them. So teams are uh, have to come in against LAFC and be very leery, not just because of the talent on the field, but the way Steve Chirondolo is, is pulling strings. And we spoke with Ilya Sanchez on the podcast, another podcast coming out this week. So check it out, Inside LAFC MVP. We He was talking about the, just the respect that Steve Chirondolo has and how everyone's so attentive. And he could say that, but you, you get a visualization. So... Steve has become a real threat and as you know, you could say is outmatched Greg Vanny and he's outmatched Josh Wolf. Granted, Josh Wolf didn't have the talent. I, I want to take my hat off to Austin FC because they, you look at that squad, they really shouldn't be in a Western final. And they were the fact mm-hmm. that they were there in teams like Seattle, Portland and galaxy who have more talent at home is a testament to what they have done. That's a, a club that's on the up and up. But still, uh, Steve Trunlo has been unmatched there, and I think that makes him very dangerous in what will be the hardest playoff game of the bunch against a guy. And you made a great point about Jim Curtin. They're going to play their game, and LAFC is going to play their game. That's what's going to make this so compelling. It is. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Philly in the, in the next segment because uh, it is going to be very interesting. I don't think you have to game plan as much. You'll, you'll know what these two teams are going to do, and they're going to put uh, plan A versus plan A and go for it. But there will be a little tactical wrinkles i'm sure but connor we 
for you, uh, I mean, I always tend to lean. I mean, game plans are hard to tell without being in the room for sure. Um, yeah. And I do agree. Steve is very important, as Max pointed out. Uh, but at the end of the day, players win games. Um, and you, as we were talking about in the previous segment, 11, 12, 13 guys all switched on playing their best game. Uh, for you, is it is it the players or is it the, is it the coaching? When you get to a final, and this is undoubtedly the most important game in, in LAFC's history thus far, we, we made it to the final of the Champions League, and I know that's big, but the domestic competition, the domestic league final, that that that's very important, being a, a team that's only been around for five years. Um, I don't think this Austin game couldn't have come at a better time, uh, could have come at a better time. Um I, I, th I think it comes down to the players. The, the way they played, I think they can prove to themselves that they know they're better than Philadelphia. They know they're better than every every team in the league. Um, and so coming into this final at home after a performance like that, which genuinely, genuinely could have been 6-0, truly. Um, I, I know the pressure's on, but I feel like they know they don't have anything to lose. They know they know their value. They know how good they are, and they proved it to themselves. So I think it's really just a a belief in in your ability to to really just go all the way. And it's one more game. So I think it's the players stepping up to the to the to the um, occasion with no no real pressure. They're good. They know it, right? Uh, Vince, yeah, actually, I I like what you pointed out about it being at just the right time because I, I do think, and we maybe put too much into this, but like we're, we look back at 2019, they peak in that first game and then they're not able to get over the hump against Seattle. But as Max and I point out a lot of times, and it has to be said, the turnaround, the quick turnaround was just almost impossible for them to put in another performance like they did against the Galaxy against Seattle. But if they would have done this in the first game against the Galaxy and then stumbled but still beat Austin a little bit, I feel like that would get in their minds a little bit. And I do like that this performance comes here because it's right before the final. You don't have much time to think about it because uh, we don't have that Super Bowl two-week break. I think it, it instills a lot of confidence. Uh, but Max, what were you gonna what were you gonna add on to Connor's point? Well, I just uh, the being the sum of the parts is a really good uh, take for this team. And we, we see a lot of Gareth Bale comments. And, you know, Gareth Bale didn't feature here. And a lot of people are are criticizing LAFC because, hey, Gareth Bale's not playing. What's going on? Christian Teo. Well, they, they got to the Western Final. And they got it with the group that was mm -hmm. out there. So if Gareth Bale's a luxury player right now, so be it. Why are we having a conference? Why are we all bent out? He didn't play. But LAFC is one win away from winning MLS Cup. So why are we dr dragging our heels on this? Hey, see, he's not ready for whatever reason, but maybe he does make that cameo. He was on the bench for Austin, and Steve Chirundolo didn't quite feel he was uh, the right person to come in now. Some comments about Steve Chirundolo knowing the subs. I, I got I got to talk to Taylor Twelman. He was very critical when he brought in Mahala. He said, well, I don't know why they're making that change here and not taking out Vela. Then he took out Vela, and then Mahala scores. So, man, he just... He just knows every note to play with the subs. It was really, really good what he did. Yeah, look, it, okay, let's imagine Bale is, like, firing on all cylinders. It, like, LAFC can't win, right? So Bale scoring a ton of goals, they'd be like, oh, well, of course, they've got Bale. But then it's so funny that the flip side is he's not playing, and they're like, well, how are they doing this without Bale? I mean, if we don't get to see Bale, who cares? It's like, LAFC just can't win. It, it goes back to our point that both Max and Connor have made, like, they're the villains of this league, and they're fine. And like you guys are fine with it, and I think LFC's fine with it. Usually, you're, we, when you're a villain, it's because you're succeeding in some way. So I think everyone's 100%. fine with that part of it. And look, if, just if Gareth Bale's happy. coming back next season, 
Maybe he comes up, he's healthy, and he tears it up. Right. Well, the league's just, they're scared. It's, guys, guys, not only are we hosting MLS Cup, we have Gareth Bale on our team. We didn't even need him in this playoff run. We've been just crushing it, and yet mm-hmm. people aren't happy. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> what can we do to, like, cheer you guys up? Really? <laughs> what can we if do you to are, cheer you guys if, up? No, people, like, got a guys... Bonus, people, people got an axe to grab with Gareth Bale. He's not ready to play. But who cares? Well, acor- acor- yeah, let's go. According to what? According to Juan, it, we should have worn more costumes. But Juan, uh, Philly Juan took up our costume budget. This weekend. Philly took up our costume budget. So, uh, and uh, Max, you not just had a great costume this weekend. You were the weekend classic. Wait, wait, well done there, Max. People uh, are let, let's move us along. Like I was the actual wait, weekend. One more, one more thing, Vince. Before we move on, before decision day even came around this season, I said on LAFC 360 that my perfect playoff run would be Galaxy at home, Austin in the final, and then Philly in the MLS Cup. So Merry I'm Christmas. very happy. Assuming we go all the way, this is like the perfect playoff run that I wanted. Knockout rivals at home. Knockout the talking all that smack all Austin team, new kids on the block, just to take on Philly, who just won't let up. Philly versus everyone? Really? Really, guys? Like for 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 yeah. the narrative Everyone that they're was saying setting up, this, the best this team is in the every Philly team though. This is every Philly team though. So like, take it everything in people in Philadelphia do with a grain of salt, right? But it's like There's you guys are looking for trouble. You guys are looking for trouble. Everyone's praising Philadelphia, and you're like Philly versus everyone. It's like no, like everyone's in your court. Like I don't know what you're talking about. What's this narrative, bro? It's, yeah. Uh, no, remember like, when LAFC lost, they were going, oh, Philadelphia's the best team. There's no doubt about it. Everyone was mm-hmm. saying it. And maybe they are the best team. We'll find out on Saturday. But uh, LAFC, this is what they wanted. And look, I have no ill will for Austin. I, I get you, Connor, that it was good to beat them because of what happened this year. But nothing gives me more satisfaction than seeing Felipe go, what's the matter with that guy? I got heat with Felipe. He comes in and he disrupts yeah, I, games and he's taking me. I got heat with you, Felipe. But the players can't go after you. I, I, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. My, you don't my, need my, my league and talking your horrible Twitter game. Come on, I'm it's here. pretty bad. Yeah, you're the number two it, seed. No one's doubting you. Calm down. I, Come the, on, you know what the you know, worst I know you got is? fire for it. You know what the worst part is? LAFC is the only team that isn't artificially creating a narrative. Yet they're the ones getting the most shit, right? Like Austin's creating this narrative. Philly's creating this narrative. Every single team is like saying like, oh, you doubted us. Oh, we're the underdogs. Us versus everyone. LAFC sucks. And it's like, like we're just playing good football. We're just like building a good roster, playing a good football, having a great fan base. Talking Why are they vilified? We're good. Just because they spent money and they were very, and no, they're very no, with their money. No, it's because we're successful. And they're we not talk the highest shit payroll. When we're successful. It's we talk smack when we're successful and then people have a problem with that. Cry, cry, everyone! Ha 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 ha! Yeah, it's been bad. I, 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 Max, I think it's to your point. It's the, it's it's the money, and people want like the narratives of kind of the underdogs. Although Philly's not an underdog. I was looking. I know that they have they do have a good academy system, and Ernst Tanner has done a lot of good things with some players that we hadn't heard about. But so, but I think Tom Bogart posted like a, a graphic of their starting eleven, where players come from. They played. They paid quite a few guys over a million to two million dollars to get their transfer fee. So let's not make them out to be some kind of darling of like low spending. Yes, their salary budget's much smaller, but 
they're still spending money. So let's not like make it out to be this David versus Goliath thing that everyone wants. By the way, everyone in the chat has been giving, because uh, Chris asked, our producer asked what uh, costumes we should wear. And I'm, I'm loving the Connor ones particularly because they, somebody said uh, little rascals. <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, and like a, th- a newspaper 30s newspaper delivery. boy. Yeah. So they're newsies. Have you seen, new- have you seen either newsies or little rascals, Connor? No chance. Definitely before my time. <laughs> yeah, a- a- definitely. AXG GMX, what was corny? Are you talking about Philly's costume? I just want to get to the bottom. I saw you said it was corny. Are some of these ideas? Me as ha- young Hasselhoff. You as hey, young but, Hasselhoff. But listen, LAFC, LAFC, there's not, they're not throwing money away. You look at Cifuentes and Chiqui Palacios. They're more valued than they were when they got here. Same as Mahala. This is a team that's been very savvy with their money. They don't just... Throw away. Even Gareth Bale, they they got it. Uh, I'm call it an LA discount, but they're not like they're not sending him a pizza box full of unmarked bills. To, yeah. to answer your question, Max, I replied to your tweet. They hate us because they ain't us. Ah, yeah. Good. good and by the way, that's the up. that's the that's the kind of the rallying cry for Philadelphia sports. You know, nobody likes us, but we don't care. So maybe we should kind of we're nobody likes LA. They're the bad guys here. That's true. We, we get a lot. I mean, no, are people really actually talking about Philly that much? I know we are. And actually, we should probably let's move us along to where do we go from here? Because we're already getting deep into the Philly stuff. We've getting insulted their deep. entire fan base and city now. Um, but but honestly, like people hate Philly sports fans. But like, does Philly really come into your head as much as Los Angeles? And we get a lot more hate because Los Angeles is in the headlines a lot more. So uh, I'll just leave that out there. But let's let's move to uh, the MLS Cup final. Let's start to talk a little bit about it. And uh what we think is going to happen. Max already referenced. It's two teams that you know how they're going to come out. They have styles. They have definitive uh, game plans. You know Philly's probably not. There's no way Philly's going to come here and sit back and say, we're just going to play on the counter. They're going to play their game. Uh, it's that high-octane style, high-intensity uh, with the you know the 4-4-2 with the diamond and the two forwards and Ure and Carranza. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, what scares you most about this Philadelphia Union team? Andre Blake. Hundred percent. We faced some pretty good goalkeepers. We, uh, I think, Stuver. Although uh, we scored three against him, still put in a in a shift, and it could have been a lot more if it weren't for him. Uh, although he didn't have the best game, still he saved their asses a couple times. Um, yeah. Joe Willis at the end of the regular season really did a great job. We faced some really good keepers. I just can't help but think of like, okay, we're gonna get ourselves in these perfect situations, clear goal scoring opportunities. And the one person that I don't want to face in that clear cut goal scoring opportunity is Andre Blake. It is what it is. Don't We're going to have to, you got to win it in regulation. You definitely don't want to go to penalty shootout knowing Andre you, Blake no, is, no. is I, facing off. Against you. Maxime Crepo is great. He, Andre Blake will win that penalty battle 10 times out of 10. That's mm. just the way it is. Max, you I, and I, I throw- talked about philly a lot and we told people uh when remember remember way back before everyone thought philly was the greatest team they'd ever seen uh and they thought lafc was going to run away with it. we said hey just watch out for philly a little bit they're a pretty good team so we you and i had watched them uh we had seen more than a couple minutes so what uh pick out something that that kind of scares you about philly uh carranza is just a, he he doesn't wow you but he's just positionally aware I mean, he was a big part of that goal to tie New York City FC where they fell asleep and he was on top of it. It was, you see that replay, it was so crafty. He's like, I want to pop through this channel and he identi- he, he must have made eye contact to whoever took that free kick. 
I can't remember who it was at the point, popped it through, and he mm-hmm. was able to, to convert it. He is a guy that you can't fall asleep on. He's just a really good footballer. Um, the Alejandro Bedoya injury is interesting because I think Jack McGlynn, if, and he, he, he was involved on that uh, second goal, he's mm-hmm. just a, a beautiful player with uh, a great left foot, which you don't really have too much on the opponent's where he can probably distribute a little bit better. I think that's a guy that certainly is on that list as well. But it's it's a very well-balanced team everywhere. They got they got winners, um, and I love the way they responded. But to answer the question, where do we go from here? We go nowhere. We stay at home for a third straight game. And clearly the MLS Cup playoffs, the regular season mattered this year. And we can reinforce that. Because if it didn't go the way the last two weeks, and this game's in Philadelphia, guess what? Philadelphia is the best home team in the league, and they didn't lose a game all year. So now it comes here. So where do we go from here? Just a little play on words. Nowhere. And that's a big part of the story. Yeah. yeah honorable I, mention to Gazdog, too, in the chat. Can't yeah. I like Gazdog, but I think Carranza is the one you've got to be like. Yeah, Carranz is just so he's he his off the ball runs. He's and he's just such a thorn in your side. He never stops, never quits. My my worry about Philly is and knowing that the way the two teams play is I think they want to play this high intensity style and they're so used to it and that's all they really want to play uh, that you kind of get into this running game with them because I think a lot of LAFC guys it gets a, it's an ego thing. You know what the game plan is, but you're saying, hey man, I can run with these guys too. I can be just as physical. We can get out there and run with them, but I just. I don't think LAFC wants to find themselves in a game where it's it's stretched and they're just saying, hey, we know we're we're more physically talented and uh, technically talented than you and just make it into one of those games because that's that's what Philly wants. Philly's like, they'll lure you into that. They'll bring your ego into that. And I just, I know that LAFC has to, they'll, they'll want to suffocate them, but they'll need to find ways to make sure that they're compact at times and just kind of slow the game down. Because if they get into a foot race with Philly, I just, I don't like it. But I like where your mind's at, Max, and the fact that we don't go anywhere. We're staying home. So I want to ask you guys, uh, being the home team then, and because we're at home and, you know, it's MLS Cup final, so I hope that there will be a lot of LAFC supporters in there. But it is an MLS production, um, so it'll be a little corporate unfortunately, not quite the atmosphere <laughs> that we would love. Uh, but I, I, I think we'll be able to bring, uh, you know, even a small sliver of LAFC fans can bring quite the atmosphere, and I think there'll be more than a small sliver. But because we're the home team, is this – really all about the way LAFC plays or is it is. It, like at the end of the day, if LAFC plays their game, cause I, I said to people after that Austin game, LAFC plays like this. There's not a single team that can beat them in MLS and alluding to the champions league. I was like, I don't even think there's a team in North America that can beat them if they play this way. But your guys mind does does Philly play into it. I mean, they're, they ended up on the same amount of points. Uh, they are traveling farther, but if LAFC plays their game, does it really matter? No, I, that's why I said this Austin game like came at the perfect time. The perfect time. Uh, you you watch how Philly started that game against New York City FC, not to discredit all, all the good things they do, but uh, for a large portion of that game, New York was still in it, um, and that was at fault of Philadelphia. I just can't help but, but see both semifinal matches, watching them both in, in their entirety – think that philly is able to win that right like it, la just was just on it and if they play their game right we're not we're not even talking about how philly's going to come into this game just la fc on their day on their game playing like they did against austin it's it this is it yeah philadelphia's gonna let lafc play 
and uh, they had like 37% possession. And LAC looked so comfortable in possession. Granted, Philadelphia defensively and counterattacking are much, much better uh, than Austin, who got a little bit lost. But uh, LAC will be encouraged to play their game, and similar to how it looked like against Austin. I think it's a really good point you make about this won't look like a regular home game. It will, but you know, Philadelphia's been... This is big for those supporters out there. I mean, they so hot, hugely disappointed to not make it to the final a year ago when I had 11 players come up with COVID. Uh, so this mm-hmm. has been a long time coming. I mean, as much as LAC feels that we should have been there and had a chance, uh, Philadelphia's got even a bigger claim, I think, from the last two years because we did LAC didn't make the playoffs last year. So Philadelphia's been kind mm-hmm. of peppering around there for a longer stretch, whereas LAC had that great moment in 2019. So uh, yeah, LAFC is gonna uh, is going to be trying to dictate the terms. I'm I am optimistic based on how that Philadelphia game went, and uh, I think that's. But getting back to that point, LAFC knows it's going to be a home game, but this is going to feel a little different. So it's going to be a little different than those first two games. The incredible atmosphere against the Galaxy, still the atmosphere against Austin, but it was just more a, uh, a crowning achievement more than anything. But this will feel different in Philadelphia by far the best team of the three that they're going to face. And also, it, I, I have such faith in LA's ability specifically this year to to alter um, their plan to counteract if things are not going to plan, right? Yep. You play plan your B, game, play C. like you did. Um, and and really, I, 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 I can't help but feel like this is the – the culmination of what what's been happening this entire season, and if Philly throws something completely different than what we were originally assuming, I, I have full faith in Steve Trundolo and the entire team to 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 cope, to change, to to get better um, and counteract it. And so I just I can't. I'm going to be much more optimistic than I am anxious for some weird reason um, coming coming into this MLS Cup final, and I really like that. So one last thought on this topic as we move to fan questions, and I'll use a fan question to end this topic. Uh, do you see any changes to the starting 11 for MLS Cup Final from what you saw uh, against Austin? No. And by the way, start if sending in broke, your questions. If it ain't as, broke, as don't Chris fix it. If Giorgio's if healthy broke, and apparently it was a tactical move, then I think he he gets the start. Uh, if everyone else is good, I mean, the fullbacks were, I mean, it's pretty much Ryan and Chicho at this point. And I was going to see Franco get some minutes as well. Midfield will stay. Yeah, it's going to be the same. Yeah, good. I, I love the Hollingshead point. Like, he went from a guy that we were like, this is a nice guy to have. Uh, he, he's versatile. He can play left back. He can play right back. Maybe he'll take Cheeky's spot. Then Franco has some injury problems. And now it's like, Ryan's untouchable, man. He's like but, this kind of Swiss army knife. Remember when we talked to him on the podcast and we said, hey, is that, is that frustrating that you've come in here? You're a, an elite fullback but you don't start all the time he goes absolutely not man i like being around these guys they push me because they make me want to get better because if i practice well and i play well i'm going to play there it is yeah that's i mean that's and as players tell us that's all they can really ask for they just want people to be as connor's cat decides to make a cameo uh (laughs) and connor doesn't even blink he just sits there and takes it with that that tail wagging in his face uh, all right, guys, let's move to fan questions. So start sending in some of those fan questions. I scrolled through and pulled a couple that I, I liked from earlier in the chat, and I'll get these guys started with these as you guys think of more. Um, Steve Trundolo, uh done such a great job, obviously was robbed of the Coach of the Year voting. It, at the very least, should not have been third out of those three. Uh, Unbelievable. Do you guys, what do you guys what, think about What is with this voting, Vince? What's with this voting? Four. And then uh, comeback player the way 
comeback player of the year, Pipa Iguain. What's he coming back from? Come on, I, we got to vote honestly, better. Max, and we're part of it, but although we didn't have a vote, I don't think we should let the media vote. I don't. I just don't think they know what they're doing. I, I really don't. They're, it's they all, had they're a bad day laughs. on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, they're all about laughs and narratives and lulls and dunking on people. They just don't get it, man. Like at the end of the day, these it's a sport. Like, and it's not for Twitter. It's for real life. So I just I don't love it. But you guys, thoughts on uh, Steve Trundle possibly getting some looks, not just abroad, but I've been seeing some conversations about who might replace Greg Berhalter uh, as a U.S. national team coach. Any thoughts from you guys? If it happens, it happens. You want it to happen, right? If if Steve mm. Toronto has been so, I I would just love it personally for Steve after all like the shit that he had to deal with earlier in the season, where people were just clowning him. I get it. I'm not discounting your reservations. You guys want um a coach who has a um. They weren't just reservations, though, as you're alluding to. They were pretty. No, they, they, it was it. You know, we always talk about like let's actually see how these things pan out before jumping to conclusions. But if if Steve Torondolo is is able to, you know, make a move somewhere else similar to players, you want this team to have the reputation to be sending world class, not just players but coaches around the world, um, and start building that reputation internationally um, in a way that most teams don't. Um, so yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. It's I, I think you made this point, so I'm gonna steal your thunder, Vince. What, Steve's got to be thrilled to be here, right? San Diego guy, mm -hmm. success here. He's going to want some tenure. Does he want to jump in the, the national team game? I mean, maybe coach Germany one, one day, but I think that can be put on hold. He's been here one year. He's got a right. young family. He mentioned his family. He's so happy sharing these moments. He likes to go surfing. He likes to have his burritos. But from San Diego, not L.A. I got to find him a good L.A. spot. I have a couple. Yeah. But he's I mean, I, I can't Breakfast imagine burritos. moving away from that uh, after one year. I mean, he's going to be in demand. It's going to take a big offer. But I, he's the kind of guy that he reminds me a little bit. You go for comfort. You're like, I like this. I'm not going to upset the apple cart to go coach Borussia Mönchengladbach because it came up here, you know. So I think he, uh, he's I, I'd be shocked if he's not here, certainly next year, even the year beyond that. My go-to breakfast burrito in San Diego, Pipes. Great breakfast burrito if you happen to be down there. Uh, let's stay on Steve. People are asking, is Steve Trondolo a club legend regardless of the result? No, not yet. Not yet. If we win and win silverware, he will earn his spot as club legend uh, next weekend. But if he's not able to do it, tenure comes into play and how he's able to come back next year. Yeah. Max, how many years since uh, Supporter Shield and uh, – MLS Cup consolidated 2017, right? Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, and so, then and then not many not many instances besides that. So I think yeah, if he gets the double, which is rarely done, absolutely club legend within one season. Mm -hmm. But to Connor's point, if he doesn't, and and the reason I say that add something, CCL. Yeah. Because which well, they have but, a really good. But you want to say that hey, you clinched, you clinched uh, CCL Supporter Shield Western Conference uh, trophy. So. That's some pretty good accolades, right? But because LAFC is the team it is, those are certain things that we haven't done before other than the Western Conference Trophy and make the MLS Cup. I'm not going to give anyone the status of club legend for just getting us there. I need them to go all the way. And Connor is, in fact, the person who gives the sta status. He has yes, a little he list signs that keeps locked it. away. Yeah, he keeps no, yeah, away. they're like these little like badges. Yeah, He doesn't get club legend after this, but if he sits around for two years and doesn't win another trophy, he'll get club legend because of length of stay 
but then you'll look back at what he's accomplished and he'll get it. You just can't give it to him because of one year. He's still got to, mm-hmm. he's got to make some appearances. He's got to kick a ball through Randy's donuts. He's got to, uh, you know, pick up some Portos for the rest of us, whatever that takes. The minutia that comes with becoming a legend, the stuff that we had to do to uh, reach that status as, uh, as minor as it may be. Yeah. We're, what about, close what about bringing Vela I'm, off I'm the lucky bench. to get I'm lucky yeah. to remember to get remembered at all. Bringing Vela off the bench, I, I don't love it. Not now. Uh, you know Carlos. Although he's you know probably he going 70 minutes. Games. He's probably going 70 minutes. Ask the cat if you bring Vela off. Well, let's let's what do, do this. Think, let's Blue? do this. Because Neeson's asking, Blue's a great name for that cat, by the way. Uh Neeson's asking key points uh are key what are the keys to the match max i know you do these uh so don't don't spoil what the keys to the match is for uh mls cup completely but let's do one each um and let's start with you max what would be one key for you in this in this final based on what i saw against austin you know get those set piece opportunities win that ball uh, it was really encouraging where they've had close calls on set pieces but they were able to score on those first two corner kicks the free kicks were generally pretty good they have so many options to do it um I would put that, and then a second one is just the the passing from the back, the passing from the two center backs, which they were so effective as well, as a means to uh, yeah, get behind that midfield, which is going to be pretty held up for Philadelphia. They're going to make it very hard. They're going to be nice and narrow, so you're going to have to find different ways to get behind them. Connor, your key? I don't want to sound like – you know what? At the very beginning of the season – I was always like, finish your chances, finish your chances, finish your chances. Not a bad, not a bad one in a final. We're we're in a final. This is it, and this is a really good Philly team with arguably the best defense in the league, um, and arguably the best goalkeeper in the league. Um, so these opportunities will present themselves. LAFC is a good enough team to create, I'd say, more than a handful of these chances. Um, and when they present themselves, you have to bury them in this final to to really submit your team yeah. yourself You're going as to. a as a super club, right? Uh, that's the status we all know this clean, this team is. This will be a moment in which you have to prove it, right? And I, and it's frustrating to say that kind of stuff because it's like, oh, it's a 90-minute soccer match. There's a lot more to it than just like, oh, the better team wins. But the, mm-hmm. these are the moments that you really cement the fact that this team is one of the best MLS has ever seen, period. Not just this year, but as a club and as a whole, right? Um, so strike first, put the game away uh, when the chances present themselves, and you'll be fine. Hey, that worked against Austin. Awesome. They struck first, first right. half goal. Uh, both both playoff games struck first. So yeah, it's been it's been important, and and we've seen seen all season. LFC scores first, they're probably not losing. Uh, mine will be a little caveat to yours though, Connor, because goals do change games. And as much as LFC, I think they get a goal, they feel that much better about themselves, and they play better. I want to establish control first, because like I said, if you start to get into a foot race. With Philly, it's one that you you run a high risk of losing. Um, so that would be my key. I want to get to this real quick before we move on to stoppage time. Bora, as a Philly fan dropping in, what are all's opinions of Welcome, us as Bora. fans and our fan culture? Are we particularly annoying or insufferable? Will that play into the atmosphere at the ground on Saturday? Uh, Bora, we talked a little bit about Philly fans. And I think we were talking more about Philly fans as a whole because, you know, the Phillies, the Eagles fans, uh, Flyers fans, have given you guys a little bit of a uh, oh. reputation, I would say. I actually like Union fans. You know who's more insufferable is everyone else talking about your team. It's the media. It's everyone else trying to create everything else. So 
I enjoy the Union fans, and we will uh, welcome you with open arms before the game um, if you want to hang out after the game. But yes, once you get inside that stadium, all bets are off. Uh, yeah. LAFC fans are going to bring the atmosphere. They're going to chant. They're going to sing. They're going to drown you out. And that's just the way it has to be because that's I, what I, we earned with that supporter I, shield. I love the Philadelphia fans. It was a very organic when they started as a club. They had the Sons of Ben. They were true to their city. They, uh, you feel it. There's a Philadelphia free because Philadelphia is a very underrated city. If you visit the only part that Philadelphia's tough is, uh, being on Twitter when the Eagles or the Phillies are playing. And they, I was like, oh boy, oh boy. But, uh, union fans, I got no issue with. I think they've done very well. And just, I always mention this we have a ton of people in the room watching this. Let's get those likes, start clicking those likes. Let's yeah, the let's, let's get those numbers up. Come on now. Um, you know, this is this isn't to say that like everyone in LA knows who LAFC is. Like I get it. Not it's still MLS. These are still soccer teams. Uh, we haven't broken that threshold of getting into the NFL, MLB, NBA kind of conversation. That being said, I saw this really funny video. It was uh, after Philly's game, and they were like, "Fly Eagles, fly! Let's go Phillies!" And then the reporter was like, "And the Union!" And then like the <laughs> the fan was like. Yeah, I love the blue collar workers. Let's go. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, look, that's part of it. We're still, we're, look, someone asked about the ratings for the game. It's going to be on ABC. So I, I would predict it's going to be in like the 400s, hopefully 500s. But that's not a lot for a oh. network game. We still don't have uh, the hook in for yeah. the by and large mm -hmm. public. But these kind of games on Saturday will help because uh, it's exciting. These are two exciting teams with recognizable players that have been good for several years. It's 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 a crawl, but this helps. This helps all due respect if it ended up being Real Salt Lake. I, I'm not picking anyone here. I'm just throwing names out here. If it was, say, yes, Real Salt Lake and the Red Bulls. So this is this is good for the league. And, mm -hmm. you know, MLS sometimes is a, it gets joked on a lot. It shouldn't be. It's a quality league that they still pay a price for how they were 10 years ago. It's changed. This is a better yeah. league than a lot of European leagues that people say that are better than MLS. Not the case. Championship. Dutch and just Not to and just to reiterate what I said earlier in the show, Bora in the chat. It's not that I don't like Philly Union coming into town to play in the MLS Cup final. It's the fact that like not just the union, but the rest of the league is setting up this like narrative that you guys are one, the underdogs and two, like against everyone else. That's just not true. Everyone's on your side. So there's no Philly versus everybody. Everyone wants you to win. Stop talking as if it's like everyone hates you guys. No, y'all been talking so much smack. Everyone has been talking smack about LAFC because they're just that good. And they're just that team. So may the best team win. Uh, come next weekend, and I He's can't such a personally wait. That Connor, yeah, I can't. Per <laughs> I personally cannot wait for when we win. I'm just gonna shit on absolutely everybody that has ever <laughs> talked about this team, Max. And I've Mark. been, I've been, I've been keeping reservations, right? Like I don't want to talk smack and then end up getting knocked out. Like it happens, right? Mm -hmm. But once we do win, I'm just gonna give it to absolutely everybody, and it's yeah. gonna be so so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin some relationships I have with certain people, well, but that's just the way do, it is. I do have to say, and and Max extended the uh, thank you, thank you, Bora, for joining us. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank glad you. glad you could be here. Um, you know, create create something like this in Philly. Philly, every every MLS team needs a show like we'll this. We'll do it for you guys. Uh, we'll do the Philly and, show. Yeah, or we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, and I'll, I'll remind you, because uh, Connor Collapses is saying that he's uh gonna he's 
kept all this shit talking in. Uh, we will be back for LAFC 360 on the Monday after MLS Cup Final, so you don't want to miss it one way or the other. Um, uh, somebody asked real quick about well, how's it going to work with the USC game. Parking is going to be a nightmare, uh, as parking is regardless. So uh, maybe take Metro. Uh, that would be my recommendation to you. And I'm, I'm going to move. Bus li- I'm going to take that bus line that goes up the 110 and drops you out five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll pick it up Silver at Redondo. Hey, yep. uh, yeah, what- yeah. For for everyone in the chat, I'll I'll send out a Google Doc. Let's just start listing people Carpool. that I can talk shit to. Wait, hey, uh, <laughs> Ho- quick. I like the question from Jose. Who on LAFC absolutely? Jose Galvez. Who on LAFC absolutely cannot have a bad game this weekend? Ilya Sanchez. Ilya Sanchez too, and he's not going to. But that's who I would because then that's where Philadelphia can break it open. Yep. If he's if he's uh, a wall in moments of transition. Uh, it's going to be a bad day. All right. Connor Connor seems to agree. He's just going to keep leave it there. Uh, let's move on to stoppage time. Stoppage time for anyone that's new here. And there are a lot of people in the chat, so there might be some new people. It's just our chance to rant and rave about everything and anything. But I think that this one's probably going to be almost all MLS Cup focused, uh, as we are for this entire week. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off uh, with my stoppage time. And I'm going to put out some numbers here. Uh, first round, zero. Second, 77 third 76 those are carlos velo's minutes this playoffs obviously the first round is at zero because we earned the right to have a buy uh, but as some people have pointed out carlos Vela has come out early by his standards in every single game uh, every single playoff match this season and it's been a new uh thing for us this season i think a lot of people had to get used to it because it used to be with bob bradley carlos Vela played 90 minutes plus the extra minutes and any other time he just didn't come off the field and max and i have talked to him and that's just the way he's kind of wired if he's going to play he's going to play the whole game he doesn't want to be there to not do anything but what i think is it's spelling the return of the carlos vela that we saw against club america in the Concap champions league where he was able to just take over the game all by himself he's going to be fresh uh, i think we've seen him play very well in these playoffs as connor's point he did have a very good game against austin but it's only been as a facilitator so far but what i saw and i want to go back to it is those off the ball runs that even carlos was making max made reference to that pass from maria over the top by the way, how Carlos brings that ball down in stride and is able to get a shot off in like less than a second, I still don't know how he did. Um, but I was even more surprised that Stuber was able to save it. I just think that if he continues in that vein of form, uh, we'll get the MVP, Carlos. And it won't just be facilitator. It will be complete game changer, taker over. I mean, he's just going to he's gonna boss this game. He's going to be fresh. And he knows, and he's been talking about it since the playoffs started. This is his legacy. I mean, I think this is the final moment of his legacy for LAFC, and he really wants that cup. And he's going to give it his all, and he's going to be as fresh as he possibly could be. So I've already told you guys, Mahalo wildcard, big game Bawanga. I'm going to make one final prediction. Carlos Vela is the MVP of the MLS Cup final on Saturday. I love it, Vince. I love it, Vince. And to your point, there's no game after this. You're not. You're not doing. You don't have to make precautionary choices and decisions. It's leave it all on the field, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that will lend to his hand very well. Well, I'm going to take it back from you, but then pass it back, uh, Connor. A little give don't, and go here. A little, uh, little give God, and go. I just felt so stupid for Max as a broadcaster. Little give and go. Like cheeky little jokes like that. It's just it doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't feel good, right? Yeah, but you got to do it. You yeah. Do okay. It. Well, here's don't the give and go. Yeah, don't overdo it. Uh, let's let's move on to Connor. Connor, what is your stoppage time? Uh, unless, although I do believe Carlos Vela will have a big, big game, uh, I don't know if he will go the full 90 minutes. Uh, and the reason being is I think this is a game that will be won 
because of our depth. And I say that meaning this is this is the game that proves to everyone. We we know the amount of goal scores in which we've had this year. How good uh, Steve Ferrandolo has been bringing players off our bench. Max, you were talking about how good how it it feels like it's just all the the right choices in the right minutes. He knows his players, right? He knows who can contribute in certain situations. And I just think after this Austin game, um, not just Mendez, Latif, Mahala, these players coming off the bench and really being able to step it up more so than the big names. More so than the Gareth Bale and the 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 Teos, right? Um, and I just think that's that's I said it right before the playoffs started. That's an asset no one else has uh, is to have a really deep bench that can change the game, plus Teo and Bale. Um, and so I just I, I I just see not only the first team being able to play their game and playing so good, but if we're either down a goal or if we're up a goal. Uh, our subs being able to either come into this game, change it, tie it up, or win it if needed, or to see how to match the way the way we needed to against Austin and just coast those last couple minutes. Um, so look, I just think that that's this is going to be a team win. This team as a whole is going to win this this MLS Cup final. I mean, it's been it, 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 again. Everyone still likes to pick and prod at Bale. And all the stars on the team, but it really has been a, a team effort. I mean, but, it just goes. Chicho is an MVP finalist. He only had what 16 goals. He's not mm-hmm. up there in the top leaders of goals, but it's been really spread around. So, I, as much as I think that Vela will take over this game, I do agree with you. Depth will be a, a big factor. And Steve's Steve's planted that seed all year by using guys in moments, having everyone ready. So I think it it ultimately does pay off uh, in this in this match. All right, Max, uh, land the proverbial plane. You got the uh, yeah, that's good. That's an inside joke. You got the final uh, stoppage time. What do you got? By the way, we have more Philadelphia Union fans on here, which is great. Which means that those hashtags are working. Leonardo Di Sandro, yes. we welcome you guys. It's your game too, right? So we have talked about the importance of big showpiece events, and MLS has been lacking. This is a league that's about parity, and it is shown in the playoffs even more so with the single game entity in the postseason which allowed four seeds, five seeds, six seeds to make it to MLS Cup. It's fun that way. The problem is that when you get to MLS Cup, you get teams that are like, well, we got here. We can't blow it. We have got to protect this. They play defensively, as Vince would point out. You get teams playing the way they didn't. It's not nice on the eyes. I've seen so many games where it's a grind and grind where it comes down to a goal. And that is so unlikely with this game because these teams, again, as Vince pointed out, give him credit for for this have a true identity, and they're going to stick to their guns because they believe it, because they have been doing it not just this year, but they've been doing it in years past about how they approach success. Very rarely have we had the top seeds make it to MLS Cup. Last time it happened was 2003 when San Jose beat Chicago, which happened to be the last game (laughs) for Landon Donovan in the earthquakes, by the way, So, which is interesting. That was a fake That was the year I was born. Oh God, I knew it. <laughs> That's why that was a fake sneeze. God, I was, I was, I was actually li- allowed to drink legally in 2003. Oh. Oh. oh no, that's actually even older. No, I was 31, not 21. Never mind. Water on the bridge. Wow. We move forward. <laughs> you uh, yourself there. <laughs> so this is an incredible moment for the league to sh- to when you get viewers, the casuals to tune in. They will be excited about it because they've been hearing all season that these are the two best teams. If you look at the annals of history and the teams that have done well, 
in MLS. The best record all time, New England Revolution, 73 points last season, didn't make MLS Cup. LAFC, 2019, 72 points, didn't. 2018 Red Bulls, didn't. Atlanta in 2018 did. Toronto FC 2017, yes. 98 Galaxy, no. So those teams that made it didn't play each other. First time ever, LAFC and Philadelphia Union tied for the seventh best regular season ever will meet in the cup final. Philadelphia with, uh, I have to check, maybe the best home record of all time. Both scoring a ton of goals amongst the best goal scoring teams in MLS history. It's all there. The ingredients are there for a fantastic showpiece. You're getting the best teams, and we've seen in every sport, when you get Celtics, Lakers, when you get Red Sox, Dodgers, it resonates. I'm not comparing these two teams to that, but it makes a big difference. And really closing, I want to say thank you. Congratulations to Pancho Janela winning the championship with Nacional down in Uruguay this weekend. I did see that. A good, good day for LAFC all the way around. And, and uh, Pancho is, uh, is a great guy, uh, one of our favorite people to talk to. Uh, surprisingly funny. And also surprisingly can be somewhat like aloof. Like when you tell him stuff, he's just, he's just, he's just taking it all in. I love, I love, I just, I really love Pancho John. So congrats well, okay. to him. Uh, and, Vince, and one last thing. The, there, the only final that I think can get close to this one is the 2017 Toronto FC Seattle. Toronto FC was the top seed in these, but Seattle's the second seed. So number wise, it doesn't quite add up to this one. Right. And, but remember that game was still what? One nil. That was two zip. That was where Toronto, which, which, which at home. Yeah. The rematch. Seattle didn't play that good. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, like like Max said, uh, I know a lot of people talk about wanting underdogs, but at the end of the day, what does resonate is the favorites and the big guns and the best teams playing in the best games. And I I, I have to agree with you, Max. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of the best MLS Cup finals ever. Probably the best. I'm I'm gonna go out there. Probably, and let's hope so. Possibly, it's very possible. And LA as a city will be most definitely black and gold. I I love after the um the El Trafico playoff match. Like, we were really pushing this, uh, well, little screen white action going on. Love it. Uh, yeah. After the El Trafico match, um, we were saying, like, L.A. is black and gold so much that not only were we catching, like, trash talk from Galaxy fans, I started seeing, like, other L.A. sports teams being like, no. L.A. is a Kings town. L.A. is a Dodgers town. L.A. is a Lakers town. What are you guys talking about this black and gold stuff? I like now I, I like that LAFC is like just starting to get to this like level of like success where it's like they st- can start competing with other LA sports people, teams. People are noticing. That's great. That's a huge breakthrough. Well, yeah. I'll say so, this: whether you love us or hate us, and um, that's going for everyone in the chat as well. Thanks for joining us because there have been a few haters in the chat, but this is hey a great way to start MLS Cup final week. So thank you for joining us. If you do want to listen to it again or didn't catch the whole show, we do put this in podcast format so you can listen to it in your car. You can always watch it again. It'll be on YouTube uh, to get all our hot takes and all the fun that we just had. Uh, Great show, guys. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Connor Colopsis. Thank you, Uh, Vince. We will see you guys soon. People are asking for predictions. I don't want to give one yet. Let's let's hold it. We'll give give predictions in a little bit. It's too too early for predictions. So we'll see you guys on the other side. MLS Uh, Cup, baby. We'll see you there on Saturday at MLS Cup Final.